Hallelujah. You are great. You should be praised greatly. Not just when we feel good, not just when things are going well. You are always great. So Lord, in this time that we have together, I pray, Lord, that you would visit with us, that you would teach us, lead us, guide us. Lord, this gathering means absolutely nothing without you. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would, again, tarry with us. Teach us what we need to know corporately, as individuals. Meet, meet each person that's in this room or watching over the internet, Father. Teach each of us, meet each of us, wherever we are. Hallelujah. Lord God, you know what's on my heart and you know what's on my mind. But Father, in this moment, I yield everything that I am to you. Father, that your will be done, your words be spoken, and you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, listen, it's with that spirit and... uh, I I just have to be a pastor this morning. I I just... And I know that may sound strange to you, but I'm I'm just telling you, I, I just... I just have to give some pastoral counseling. So, um, for those of you here, I know you're not going to walk out on me, but those of you who are uh, maybe watching or listening, um, please, uh, don't give up. Just listen. And though I may not be jumping up and down and cutting back flips, and I may not be entertaining you, please give heed to the Word of God. Amen? But this is this is pastoral counseling, and I hope that you understand. Amen? So with that in mind and in heart, we'll go right to Romans. Some of it will be on the board as usual, but some of it, just please listen. Romans chapter 1 beginning in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they were without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay, so I know that maybe some of you, you know, I've lost you already. It's not a grins and giggle kind of message. No, maybe not, but maybe so. But regardless of what you may have think, of this opening scripture. My brothers and sisters, there are some, some things that even those of us who have been Christians for quite a while, we need to be mindful of. And we need to, we need to make sure that we check ourselves. Amen? But the one thing is, look at what it says in, in verse 21. I want to call your attention. They became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you see how it starts? It's, it's what we think. And then that, that in turn creates something on the inside of it. It changes our attitude, what we think on the inside. Come on. All right? So stay with me. Okay, so it starts with thoughts. And that's important to each of us as individuals, but then also for those of us who are 
ministering, and we're all called to ministry of reconciliation. So whether it's those people who are around us immediately, and for maybe those of us who are raising children, or we have children around us, especially, you know, and I don't mean to demean anybody, so understand teenagers, if you're listening, if you're watching, it's, it's not that um, your feelings and what you think and all that aren't valid, they're valid, but they're just not educated enough. They're not experienced enough. So sometimes we as adults need to do a better job in, listen, helping you, not tell you what to think, but to point you in directions and to show you through our thought and through how we live out our lives proper thinking. Are, are you there? And, and also what we teach you and what, what you learn from the Bible to form your thoughts and how you approach things, how you look at things. Amen? Okay, so it's, but, but I want to, I, I know I could stay here for days, but I, I won't. But I just think, Holy Spirit, help me. All of us are subject to these things, to having thoughts planted. That's how the enemy worked. That's how he got Adam and Eve deceived. Mostly Eve deceived. Right? Made her think something. Okay? And so my brothers and sisters, while I addressed the, the young people a moment ago, us older people need to be the same. We need to be careful about what we think. We've got to make sure that we're not carrying some old traditions and that's keeping us from realizing those things that God has wanted us to know all along. Are you with me? Okay, so now I'm going to jump ahead in chapter 1, but now beginning in verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, did you hear that? There was a preference. There was a choice that was made. Even, they, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality. It's huge in this day and age. Wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. <laughs> they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are, are deserving of death. Not only, do the, not only do the same, but also approve those things which practice... Listen, listen. Who, who practice those, who, who celebrate those that practice. So you give, you, you, you're okay with it. You, you're, are you with me? We approve those things somehow, some way. Well, I don't approve of any of that. Okay, so now let's, let's, let's stay there just a moment. Okay, all of those things that are mentioned, okay? Man, uh, I'm married to Michelle. I mean, I'm not stepping out on my wife and, you know, I, I'm not a secret uh, homosexual or anything like that. Thank God. See, now, as, as absurd as that may sound, that's the way some think, maybe in the church or uh, maybe even not necessarily in the church. But I'm not doing those bad things. I'm not a murderer. I, I'm not a sexual deviant in any way as it relates to God because nowadays there's no such a thing in the culture. But, but I'm not this or I'm not that. Okay, but let me ask you something. Have you ever gossiped? Because that's in there. Have you ever been deceitful? In any way? Because that's in there. Right? So, so we get this righteous indignation over some of these things and we realize what this scripture is saying that God said, okay, I'm going to turn you over to a reprobate mind. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, have your way. 
Go ahead and go ahead and do what you want. I'm, I'm my hands off. Right? Okay. All right, my brothers and sisters. That and it's really easy for again. I want to make sure that we understand this. It's real easy for me to get up on my spiritual high horse and think of some of these things that I'm not doing, and boy, I'm not that bad. I don't murder. I don't do anything. But remember, a lot of those things that I just mentioned a moment ago. And this is not to bring condemnation on anybody. But then also, again, now I want to, it bears repeating again. Not only do the same, but also approve of those things who practice them. We, you've heard me say it so many times. We have to love each other enough, listen, to tell the truth in love. That, what you're doing, man, can I help you? Can we pray together? Can, can I not condemn you, but to, and not to, oh, well, don't, the first thing, well, don't judge me. Well, the people that say that are the ones that are suffering some kind of sin. Don't judge me. No, listen. It's not a judgment thing. It's, listen, these things will take you to hell. These things will cause you death. I love you too much to let that go. So while I am not going to just totally distance myself from you, I want to go, I want to help you. But now if you don't want to be helped, there is such a thing as church discipline. I'm not going to go all that way today. I don't think. I think the Lord has me going someplace else. And part of the reason for my... uh, I I really got a nudge. I I was going someplace else. But I'm sure many of you um, have been privy to or you've heard headlines or the news about Disney, some of these things that were leaked, right? Right? Okay, I just... In in case you haven't, you know, there was... uh, Somebody discovered these, these video... That's the one thing about the pandemic. The pandemic released a lot of people's secrets. There was a lot of stuff that was done by video conference. There was a lot of stuff that was done electronically that people were able to get. And then the kids having to do lessons at home, all of a sudden parents were now seeing what was being taught and some of the things that... Come on now, are you hearing me? Okay, so that was one blessing of the pandemic. But now look, in case you didn't see or you're not privy to some of the things that were um, discovered as it relates to Disney, I'm going to give you some of the quotes. In my little pocket of proud family Disney TV and animation, the showrunners were super welcoming. This is a, uh, this is a vice president. Uh, uh, um, uh, I'm not going to name names. And our leadership over there has been so welcoming to my not-all-that-secret gay agenda. D- did you hear that? Within this Disney company now, there is a not-all-that-secret-anymore gay agenda. That's among the executives. Disney diversity and inclusion manager, I'm not going to name names, boasts about eliminating the words ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls from the language at all Disney theme parks. They're proud of that. That they've been able to eliminate all of the gender reference as it relates to male-female. They're proud of that. There was another video that showed a Disney production coordinator. Disney is committed to exploring queer stories, creating stories with enough gender non-conforming characters. Now, I'm, I'm not here just to stand here and, and just... This is easy and take just these cheap shots and all this. I'm a pastor. I'm being a pastor. And I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, 
This is all about thoughts. Getting our children to think a certain way. Right? Okay, so now, I'm going to be the old-timey preacher. I'm going to be the old-timey grandpa pastor. So, Addie, Bella, forgive me. I'm their grandpa, so I get to say that. In Genesis 1, beginning in verse 26, here's what it says. God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. He created them. That settles it. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, brothers and sisters, you've heard me say in a different context so many times, of all of the things that God has created, man is the only thing that he said is created in his image. That's an awesome thing. What an awesome privilege. What an awesome blessing. I don't know, I, I can't stand here and give you, you know, theologically what exactly all of that means. But I do know that it means an ability to reason, not to act strictly on uh, instinct, but ability to reason, ability to make choices. But then also what it says here is that he has given mankind dominion over this. So while he owns it, he has given us lordship over it to a degree. Isn't that what that says? I'm not taking great latitude. So that in effect also is part of his image. Are you, are you with me? What, what does that mean? That means we're responsible for something. We are responsible for something. God put us here and he's given us dominion. He said subdue it and we are responsible to do something. Not how we choose, but what he says. And one of the things that he said was, listen, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Is, is, right? Okay, just, make, make, just making sure that I wasn't the only one that read that. So now I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and, uh, into Genesis chapter 2. This won't be on the board, so just hear me. Verse 21. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore... A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. They shall become one flesh. That pretty much defines what marriage is. Are you with me? Okay, so now why in the world would I be talking to mostly born-again Christians who know all of this in the first place? Hang on. It is being totally destroyed and, and this is an a, a absolute fist in the face of God. So now jumping ahead to chapter 11 of Genesis. By this time, a lot of history and a lot of water has gone under the bridge. Forgive the pun. This is after the flood of Noah. Noah has three sons. They have families. They start procreating. Amen? And so those three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they have families. And now the earth is starting to be populated again. Amen? 
So we're picking it up there. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Look at verse 4. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Did you hear that? Okay, so, so listen. This is again man absolutely, positively shaking their fist in the face of God. This is man saying, we're going to build a tower, the moon, the stars, the sun, we're going to get close to them on our own. Or if there's any celestial beings up there, we're going to reach them ourselves. We're going to build a city ourselves. We're going we're to run this thing. We know what to do. Oh, and by the way, we don't want to be scattered across the face of the earth. That violates God's plan. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Have dominion over the whole earth. They were saying, we don't want to be scattered all over the whole earth. We want to be here. We want to set up our own kingdom. We want to have our own system. We want to touch heaven ourselves. We're going to create our own heaven. We're going to create our own system. Are you with me? Am I going sideways here? Because some of you look at me like I've got five heads. See, remember, God even God told Adam and Eve that, but as soon as Noah and stepped out of the boat, He told them the same thing. Multiply, fill the earth. Not fill this area, not fill the Middle East, not fill this portion of the earth. He said, fill the whole earth. God had a plan. So now watch. Are you, are, do you see the way this is tracking? This is the same thing. We have the same thing going on right now. We're in the very basic things. Look at what it said. Look at I'm going to give you some more quotes from this Disney thing. Disney is not the only one, but let's, let me just say it. But they made it so easy because they just absolutely say it now in the wide open. We have many, many LGBTQ, and now they added two letters. I don't know what they mean. I'm just saying. LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and yet we don't have enough leads. That means... Listen, do you hear what that means? Do you know what I mean? We want these to be the lead characters in these Disney movies, in these cartoons, in these things that we're presenting to children. And the narratives in which gay characters just get to be characters. There was a reference also made. Put this up, Addy. Put up the next slide, please. It was the one, uh, Genesis 11.6, please. Thank you. I did this for a reason. I wanted you to see it. Disney has a reimagined tomorrow initiative. Okay? Which pledges in part that 50% of regular and recurring characters across Disney general entertainment scripted content will come from underrepresented groups. What do you think they mean by unrepresented groups? Okay? So now let's go and look at Genesis 11.6. The Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Now this is a context. This is as he's looking down as these people said, we're going to build our own city, our own tower. We're going to reach the heavens. This is the Tower of Babel. So God, watch. The Lord said, Behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will restrain from, will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Do you, do you see the 
Do you see the connection here? And I wanted you to see it so badly, and I, I made that for you. My brothers and sisters, this is not an accident. This is true. What we can imagine, and this is what they're doing, they're trying to reimagine, restage everything so that it's done according to their image, to their likeness, what they want, what they feel. Just like the Tower of Babel. When God said, whatever they imagine they can do, did, was He saying, man, they're going to reach heaven, they're going to come and get to my throne? Of course not. God is God. He's unmatched. No one can touch Him. He, he's not worried. He doesn't sweat anybody. Can, can I just say it like that in my Dade City vernacular? He doesn't sweat you. He doesn't sweat me. He doesn't worry about anybody. He is undisputed, always will be, and there's not anything or anybody can come close. Amen? Amen. He doesn't, he's not sweating that. What he's saying is, listen, if I have to step in. I'm going to do this thing. Because what I asked them to do, to separate, to replenish the earth, they will not do. Why? Because they're all thinking the same thing. They're all stuck in this same rut. And if they do it, if they imagine this, they're going to continue to do that. That's how they're raising their kids. I'm not mad. Come on. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, look at where we are now. We need to reimagine. I've even heard things like we need to reimagine the Scripture because of the centuries that we're in and because of everything that's been... Absolutely. I've heard all of these things, my brothers and sisters. So now, I become indignant. And I'm justified. I'm righteous. As some of you, you... Come on. Now, I think we should do something. I really do. Uh, me personally, Disney will not get another penny of my money. Thank you. And that's not going to be easy. Because I like sports. ESPN. They own ESPN. They own ABC. There's movies. There's a lot of things that I'm not going to do. See, it's going to, listen, it's going to be a little inconvenient. God bless all of you who have little children. What, what are you going to do? You gotta watch every little thing now that's coming across the screens and every. I mean, come on. Is it worth it? See, I can go ahead and I could just point out how rotten they are, and I could point out their sin and how ungodly they are. But really, what when the bottom line? What does that actually do? What does that actually do? Me pointing out what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're being open about it now. So me pointing it out and me making a spectacle here on Sundays, Wednesdays, or whenever I have the chance, what does that actually do? Well, Pastor, then why are you bringing it up? I want you to know, brothers, sisters, flock, flock, I cannot be and you should not listen to those who can listen, I've heard enough of the celebrity preachers and teachers so worried when they're asked a question about homosexuality, they cannot give a straight answer. I, I, listen, we had a perfect we have a Supreme Court judge about to be who cannot define a woman. And she's touted as being so brilliant. I'm not a biologist. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay, so now watch. What does that have to do with anything, Tony? That's what I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters. We have to watch what we're thinking and we have to be diligent. Why? Because we have younger people coming up behind us. 
And it's not going to be enough for me and you to point out, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. We've got to dare. I, I started this on the way. We have to dare to be different. You have to dare to be different now. So when these celebrity preachers are asked about, is homosexuality uh, a sin? Is it abomination to God? And they're struggling. Well, I, just, I want to just keep it positive and you know, we, we welcome everybody. And you know, uh, Why don't you say, yes it is, but God loves the sinner? Yeah, it is a sin. It is an abomination to God, but God made a way. And if God loves them, people that are suffering from that, people that, then I'm going to love them. If God would welcome them into the fold to be changed, then we need to help them to come in. We need to invite them in to change. It was a little quiet. Come on. See, that's, I can't just point fingers now. I can't become, you know, just have this righteous indignation and walk around mad all the time, which I got to be honest with you, I got to catch myself a lot these days. I wouldn't be as concerned about it if I wasn't pastor in a church, if I didn't have kids and grandkids, and I didn't have anybody else to be concerned about. And that's, I know that statement in and of itself isn't godly. It's not 100, I'm, I'm just being 100% honest with you. But now that I know you, and now that I have this responsibility, man, I, I, yeah, it, it bothers me. And so that's why you're going to have a pastor in the pulpit right here, right now, tell you that homosexuality, um, marriage other than a husband, one man, one woman, those things are not of God. They're not godly. They are sinful. They are an abomination to God. However, I will say, that is the... If, if, before I came to the Lord... I was dying in my sins and trespasses. Homosexuality wasn't one of them. But it was still, I was still walking around just as dead. Can you hear me? Okay, so I'm not going to get all proud and haughty just because I didn't do one of those things. Everything that I did was just as bad before I came to Christ. Are you with me? Okay, so hear me. So now some of people, maybe we lost some people who were tuning in. Uh, maybe not. Maybe some of you want to walk out of here and you're thinking, why, why do I got to hear this again? It's because you need to dare to be different. It's time that we stop pointing fingers. It's time that we start lamenting the problems. It's time that we stop joining this group, that group, the other group, because they're, 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 they've got this little cause that and I kind of like. No, it's time that we stop that. We are Christians. We are Christians. We are the body of Christ. We Listen, this, this is our constitution. Yes. This is what we live by. Yes. Amen? Yes. Okay, and you're all saying yes and amen. Right? And I, and I, yes and amen, I'm glad you say that, but man, we've got to stop again. We've got to put it into action. That, that voice has to make sure that the mind, the heart, and the body, and the voice are all in one. I'm thankful for your confession. I'm glad you're confessing that. I'm confessing it. But we need to work together and help each other, right? That means, listen, these little things that we're allowing ourselves, stop. Stop. Amen? Okay. Listen, just the little things. It's easy to say um, in that scripture that we read a moment ago out of Romans, it's really easy to pick out things like, you know, the younger uh, you know, disobedient to parents. That's, that's an obvious one. It's so easy, right? But 
my brothers and sisters, just because I don't live in my mother's house anymore, there are still some of those little things that apply to me. That doesn't mean I have to beg you. Don't get excited. Right? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that there's nothing in that grouping that applies to me. Everything in there applies to all of us to a degree. Isn't that right? So my brothers and sisters, again, I, I, know, that I'm, I know that I'm repeating, but I cannot, I, I just really want to emphasize this. The little compromises we make not only hurt us, but it speaks a language to the people around us. So the minute we start making compromises, the minute we're not paying attention to our walk, we have no right anymore to say, look at what they're doing. See, we can get all, again, we can have all this righteous indignation toward Disney and toward what they're trying to do to our children, what they're trying to reimagine the culture, they're trying to change everything, build this culture in their image, make them God instead instead of the one and only true God who said this is the way it should be. I'm giving it to you. But again, Romans speaks to that. Fail to acknowledge He's God and then even know that there is a God, but choose not to follow Him anyway. That's where we are. So now, me who professes to be a Christian, who goes to church, who prays, who reads, when I go ahead and I allow myself those little bitty, sure enough, Wiggles. I, I get. I just go. I cross the line just a little bit here. Cross the line just a little bit there. Those little things that I allow myself. Aren't I being worse? Aren't I being worse? We have to dare to be different. Not just again to point to the problems. Not just listen. I'm going to tell you. It's so obvious. It's in our face all the time now. It's working. What they've done is working because it's more openly done now and not only is it openly done to where we have to... There, we, it's not that we even have... We have to acknowledge that it's okay. That's what... It's, we cannot say any longer that it's... I, I, I bet we get thrown off YouTube today. I, I don't know. But regardless of what that means... I want to tell you, me and Michelle had to take a long drive yesterday and uh, part of the way up there, um, we stopped at a Chick-fil-A and you know, of course it was packed beyond... you know. You, so I go in, and so I'm using this. I'm going to make a little restroom stop. And, you know, there's a person in here who is, who is obviously a woman, probably in her 20s. She's obviously female, but really short hair. Uh, I don't know if she was wearing something to press, but all I know is uh, definitely trying to be a, a, a male. There's no question in my mind. No, no question. Or you're judging, Tony. No, that's what they want to be known as. So don't... So watch. That person goes back toward the restrooms. Now, I'm going back there, and I don't know which one that person went in. I'm a little nervous right now. No, and I'm not... Listen, as as silly as that sounds, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a little nervous now. If I go into that men's room, and this person who is now identifying as a male is in there, what do I do? What do I do? Come on, listen to me. Listen, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm not trying to be funny. But what do I do? Now let me ask you something. Those of you who have daughters or sons, what do you tell them? Wait, wait, wait. 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 Think, Think about this. Now these are young people who are being told what I just preached to you, what I just read to you, what we just all agreed was the Word of God. They're being taught and told that, nah, that's old, that's past, that's gone, that's done with. 
the old timey preachers preach that. And that's just there are there are literally people who proclaim God that when it says that God formed Adam out of the dust of the earth, it really doesn't mean that. I can only believe what it says, and that's what it says, so that's what I believe. Uh, uh, come on, are you? Are, are, are you there? Okay, so, so my brothers and sisters, so now here's, here's the problem that we have now. We have these young people who are being told and shown all of these things, and they're starting to adhere to some of it. And they're not being told, or they're being told maybe by us or by someone like me that it's wrong, but then of course they're being told on the other side, well, they're just old fashioned, you know. I've told my grandchildren a few times, listen, you're going to hear some things about me. But you know me. I would never lie to you. Never. You'll hear some things about me. But. Here I am, I'm, I'm, and I'm, you, you can tell, I mean, I'm getting fired up even when I'm talking about it. And some of you are getting a little bit fired up as well, right? Okay, I got this righteous indignation, and, and, but, but my brothers and sisters, all of this is part of our fault. All of this, because I can't walk around and say, you know, oh, woe is me. And Michelle and I had this conversation this morning because I was, telling, I w- I was lamenting over this message yesterday, and we had a little bit of time to talk about it. <laughs> And then again this morning, and, and, you know, the one thing, I want to squeal on Pastor Michelle, because the one thing that she said that, that stuck with me, that was so true, is, you know, we're, we're always um, trying to bring up these things that, and it makes it sound like being a Christian is all negative. And it's not. But we make it seem that way. You can't do this. You got to do that. Ba 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 beep beep boop. And then in the meantime, they're told them how they're being told out there how much fun this is, and they're even make, making cartoons about how much fun it is. Come on, are you with me? So, so this is why I'm, I want to go and, and and please hear my heart, and please stay with me just a little while longer. We're going to go to Matthew chapter five, and some of it will be up, and some of it won't. In Matthew chapter five. And many of you already know that that's the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, Ed, you could put that first slide up for me, please. Thank you. If you see this, uh, just look at this real quick with, with me, because uh, I wanted to show you this. I want to make this point. Obviously, in these first uh, the 10 verses, I'm sorry, the 7 verses, 8 verses that I have on the screen right now. Okay, if you look at the top, verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now jump down to 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I believe that there is no accident. I believe Holy Spirit has the rest of these bracketed with that. With what? Number one, <clears throat> poor in spirit. You know what? It's, it, it's, it may be, it's not, it really doesn't mean that I may be poor as it relates to material. It may mean that, but it really means that I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm, see, if I'm humble, if I'm humble before the Lord, I will listen to Him. I understand that He is the Lord and I'm not. And I also can be, and remember, I've said this a dozen times and I'm going to say it one more. Baker's dozen. God said, Jesus, listen, if you, you can't love me if you don't love your brother. Right? So if we love God, then that means we'll love our brother. 
And I believe this same thing applies here. I can't say that I'm humble before God, but then be boastful, proud, and haughty before all of my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Some of you agree, but some of you don't. Think about that for a moment. Why wouldn't they coincide? If, I pre- if love is this, love is I prefer you over me. Love is, listen, I'm committed to you. I'm committed, I'm, I'm going to not be selfish. I'm going to be selfless. More about the next person, my brother or my sister, than it is about me. So isn't that also part of the definition as it relates to humility? So blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they, listen, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do you see that? See, it's going to cost me something. Right? Dare to be different. If I had to title this message, that, that's what it would be. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. And when you're different because you're standing on God, you're in right standing with God, righteousness, when you're standing on God's righteousness, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb in a lot of places and people are going to point at you and it's not always going to be positive. You're going to suffer some humiliation. There's going to be some times when you're just going to have to walk away from things and not take part in them. And the, and the day is coming very shortly. It's going to be harder and harder for us because they're going to make it harder and harder for us. Because we may have to give up other things. See, a moment ago we're talking about, I'm talking about Disney not getting any more of my money. And that's going to be difficult for, that's going to be more difficult for some of you than it is for me. It's going to be difficult. I understand that. And some of you may suffer, and those who are watching, some of you may suffer some uh, rebellion from your children because of that. Come on. It's going to be a hard decision. It's going to be, you're going to have to make a decision and you're going to have to sit there. And you know what's so great about this? Don't look at it as totally negative because when your children then come to you and start asking you why, now you could tell them. Now you can have a conversation. Now if they're too young, obviously you've got to do it in a way that ministers to them. And, and I trust that many of you who actually care about your children will know how to do it. But, but my brothers and sisters, there is a dare to be different. Dare to be different. Plant, listen, plant God's word in their minds. Let them be thinking about God's word and not what Disney or whoever is trying to make them think right now. Are you with me? Come on. What do you think? See, my brothers and sisters, Addie, would you please put that back up? You can leave it up there for a while. Thank you. As I look at that, and I look at those last two, this is speaking, listen, to this kingdom of God, this kingdom of heaven. Listen, this is something that we can't see with our eyes except that we walk it out. We're walking according to, listen, a different lordship. We're walking according, we're walking to a beat of a totally different drummer. If we're not, then we're not there. Come on, this... It may... It's going to, it's supposed to cause you a little discomfort. And, and again, I, I fully acknowledge it's easy for me, easier I should say, than for some of you. I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to be able to watch Monday Night Football. Hey, that's a little something. Is that a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. But I'm going to have to be careful about it. I know Michelle will be very quick to remind me. 
Amen. So now let's look. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Okay, mourn. You know, the first thing that I think of, obviously, and I know we've studied this together and you've studied it on your own, the first thing I would think of is is the loss of a loved one. And you're mourning the loss of a loved one. That's right, but it also means that I also mourn with that person. I have empathy and, and all this. But you know what it also means? It means that I can go ahead and I can look at my own sin. And I mourn over my sin. And I I mourn enough over it where it causes me to repent. Now, by the way, what I didn't say to you and I meant to is this word blessed, makarios, I think is what is is the Greek word. Makarios, anybody who knows better, help me out. But anyway, this doesn't mean, you know, some people say uh, it's getting things. Some people say it's just happy. Well, it's both. It's both. It's You're being blessed, but the blessing isn't material necessarily. The blessing is spiritual. It's you're happy. You're fulfilled on the inside. You're happy because God is giving you something eternal. God is, God is listen, joy is on the inside, right? You're being fulfilled. It's not a temporary thing. It's regardless of what's happening external, you're able to be, understand inside of you right now, you're blessed. And I know when you're in the middle of the, when you're in the middle of the bullets, you're right in the middle, you're right on the front line, and it's hard to feel like you're blessed. But you are. How do I know that? Because He says so. And not only that, He's with you. You're not on your own. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But blessed, it's spiritual. You have this something on the inside of you. Regardless of what's going on around you, you're blessed. Blessed are those who mourn. I repent, Lord, that my my own sin brings me to mourning. Or, Lord, I'm mourning because I see the condition of the community around me. I'm mourning, Lord, and I, because I see my, our children, this generation behind us, two generations at least, they've been led down the primrose path by the enemy and all of his minions, and, it, it, and I mourn. I mourn for it. So instead of me, instead of crying, I get wound up. But I'm, in effect, uh, mourning. <clears throat> so now watch. For they shall be comforted. I, I want you to... Uh, listen. When you come to that realization that your sin is something that you should mourn over, right? And you, but here's the other thing that you have to know. That Jesus said, when you come to Him, when you confess your sin, First John, He's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. So that should bring you comfort. Why? I know what the Word says. Jesus died for me. And Jesus, if I'm, listen, if I go to Him and ask for forgiveness, He's going to forgive me. And I'm, listen, and it's just like the prodigal son, I'm restored. I don't have to serve a penance. Right? Are you with me? So that, that should bring comfort, okay? Uh, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This also speaks to, 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 this, to this humble type of spirit. Right? <clears throat> Jesus, I meek lowly, right? He was the Lord. Jesus was the Lord of, of everything. He was fully God. He even said with his own mouth, I could command a legion of angels right now and get out of this. Yes. I, I could have all, right? Didn't, come on, help me out somebody. Help me preach. Right? Didn't he say that? Absolutely. He had that kind of power. Yes. But he was meek enough 
not to use it. Right? That's that, that's that power with discipline that he had. Because it wasn't his will. God's will. Are you there? Okay? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Man, do you understand? Let me let me think here. Have you ever been have you ever been so hungry or thirsty? I mean, to really experience like, wow, if I if I go another minute, I'm going to starve to death. I, I just got to get something to drink right now. I mean, that's more so than hungry for me. Um, gosh, especially if you work outside in Florida, and man, you, you're you out there, maybe some of you doing yard work, or maybe some of you work outside, Luke's in control. I mean, you know, maybe you're working, and man, you're... You, you haven't had a drink break in a while and then all of a sudden your mouth starts getting cottony and all this other stuff and you just feel like I've got to get a drink. And then inevitably you go over there and you drink it so fast you drink some cold water and then you feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, what, but think about this for a minute. I'm trying to, to make a point here. If you think about the times that you've... How about when you started fast? Usually by day three you're thinking, oof, I don't know if... <laughs> that sounded like a good idea when I started, Lord. <laughs> But day three, then all of a sudden you start, wow. And then, all, you know, you've heard me say, then all of a sudden, man, that cardboard box of the McDonald's hamburger comes in looks good. <laughs> you know, I told this to Michelle yesterday when we were leaving Chick-fil-A. You know that Chick-fil-A sauce? She had a couple extras. It saved us. Why? If we ever get low on food, I'm dipping cardboard in there and I'm going <laughs> to... Now, you say that, and that's a joke, obviously, but there are people that are, would be so hungry that they would think of that. And we've, I've studied a little bit, and I know maybe some of you have, uh, just uh, during the Civil War, there were some soldiers from the South that were eating shoe leather. I mean, you get so hungry where you're just, you've got you to do something, you've got to feed that. So now, that makes me think, when I'm looking at this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They should be filled. Do you, okay, again, let's go back. Righteousness, right standing with God. I want to be in right standing with God. I want to be in that place where God wants me to be. Amen? So I'm, I'm hungry for that. I'm thirsty for that. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. Right? Alone are my heart's desire and Long to be worship you. Okay, so now watch. I, I can, I can somehow I can relate to that when I'm putting all of these things together. My hunger, my thirst, and now God is telling me when you feel that way about right standing with me, I'm gonna. You're not gonna go unsatisfied, and you're gonna be blessed. Watch, blessed, blessed. What am I gonna be blessed with? What am I going to be blessed with? I'm going to be filled with what? Evidently, His righteousness and all that that brings. Isn't that awesome? So now, it's, and it's supernatural. It's not going to be where all of a sudden, Tony, listen, come on now, listen. It's not going to be where all of a sudden now, um, uh, Tony has, is walking around and he's got little angel wings that sprouted out of his back and everywhere he walks, he's got that glowing halo around. It, it, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's Listen, the enemy would probably hate 
when I'm so thirsty after righteousness. Why? Because then all of those things that he's trying to tempt me with, all of those things that he's trying to, you know, kind of distort my thoughts, all of those things that he's using for distraction, they, they, can't, they, can't, they can't touch me. They, they can't touch me. Why? I'm going to be filled. I'm going to be filled. Come on. I, I like this one. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. My brothers and sisters, listen, it's, sometimes it's hard to be merciful when you've been wronged. Right? Come on, let's... Right? There, and there's certain people that we hold grudges toward that we won't be merciful toward, that we can't look at them like Jesus looks at them. I've had to pray uh, through my ears and even still sometimes, Lord, help me to please look at them the way you look at them. Help me to see them the way you see them. Why? Because He is full of grace and, and mercy. God is merciful. And you know what the thing about it is? I still need His mercy. I still mess up. I still may slip. I still may... And I need Him to be merciful to me. And so you see what this is saying? If I expect the Lord's mercy, then I better be merciful. Isn't that what that says? D, help me out. Amen? Doesn't that say that? Absolutely. But see, this is a spiritual blessing. And here's what I want you to absolutely understand. Everyone. Everyone understand this because the enemy is going to try to make you think that this is just words. This is Listen. When you go to Him and you mourn, I'm, this is, I'm talking about now, listen, I'm talking about mourning over your sin to repent and then receiving mercy. Understand that God isn't like me. God isn't like some of these other human beings who have given you lip service your whole life. That's not who God is. When God says that you repent and you're forgiven, I'm throwing the sin as far as east is from the west, He's exercising His mercy. God is merciful. He's not judging you any longer according to that. He's seeing your sin up on that cross. The blood has covered it. It's gone. It's over with. Amen? So now look, anybody, even the enemy of your soul, and even if your own thoughts try to deceive you. Well, God... No, God loves you. God is merciful. So when you went there and you mourned over your sin and you confessed your sin, God had mercy exercised toward you. And He forgave you and now you're done. You're clean. Amen? The blood of Jesus. Think about this. I thought about this the other day. Remember, I could just picture some of these feasts when they would go for the Day of Atonement and they were slashing the throats of all of these animals. How much blood there must have been. How much blood. And that was not to just totally erase them. That was just to atone. That's to just hold it back. Holding back the judgment. Jesus' blood. That one body poured out all of its blood for the sins of the whole world. How precious is that blood? Amen? Amen? How precious. How awesome must that life have been? Come on! The life is in the blood. How awesome must that life have been? That life that our Jesus walked on this earth. That life. How awesome that life must have been that when He poured out all His blood, it covered the sins of the whole world. Amen? That's how powerful. And so my brothers and sisters, when He says that you're forgiven, you're forgiven. It's under His blood. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy, God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hallelujah. 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 
My heart is toward God. I don't have, I'm not holding back anything. Uh, God, let me have clean hands and a pure heart, the psalmist says. Amen? Amen. Clean hands, pure heart. Purify my heart, Lord. Search me, Lord. See if there be anything in me. And my brothers and sisters, let's, let's, come on, follow me. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we really mean that, if we really pray our prayer that way, and when we know that we know that there is something, I said something to somebody that I shouldn't have said. I had these ill feelings toward this person. I, this person, I just didn't even want to be around them. Come on. Does, does anybody suffer with that? This person, I just don't want to be around them. That, come on. So all of those things, we have to, listen, we got to understand that when we pray that prayer and we are saying, God, purify my heart, some of that stuff we're going to have to deal with. Yes. Dare to be different. Yeah. See, we can point our fingers all day long at Disney and, we, and I, we could be righteously indignant because what they're trying to do to our kids and how they're trying to change this world we can, and, and justly, and I'm going to take some action I'm not going to stand on the street corner holding a sign that says down with Disney. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm not going to stand in the pulpit and just preach against Disney, 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 Disney. No, no, no. This is humans. This is the human condition. So my brothers and sisters, look. So what do I got to do? I got to dare to be different. I can't join with the world. I can't do what they're doing. I can't do something just because it makes me comfortable. Or it's the easy thing to do. I got to do the hard things. These are the hard things. I wish you would read 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. My brothers and sisters, that is the Sermon on the Mount and that is some uh, commentary also as Jesus gave. My brothers and sisters, read that and it will tell you you what the hard things are. Amen? So let's continue. Uh, Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. As much as it is within you, the scripture tells us, be peaceable. As much as you can affect a situation, make sure there's, you're at peace with all men. It doesn't say to me that I should go to war with this one, that one, or the other one. It says that I have a spirit, I'm fighting a spiritual battle. We battle not against flesh and blood. But this is saying make, make peace. Yeah, make peace with the people that I'm, that I'm occupying the earth with. As much as, it's re, as much as I can affect it, I'm going to be peaceful. Come on, you guys, stop sleeping on me. As much as this is, I'm going to be peaceful. I'm going to make sure that there's peace. I'm going to be quick to to come to reconciliation. And it's going to cause me sometimes to be humble. I don't have to be right. I don't have to win every argument. I don't have to be the one that says, you're wrong. I I could just say, hey, this is what the Scripture says. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, just telling you what the Scripture says. Uh, God bless. I I don't have to get into a big debate or a big argument. I don't have to prove... Now, you're going to go to hell. I don't don't need to do all of that. And then, how about in the everyday course of life? How about husbands and wives? How about children and parents? How about in-laws? And Come on. How about just the the familiar um, relationships that we have? How about the people that we work with? How about the people that are in our atmosphere? We need to be peaceful and make peace. And then we'll be known as the sons and daughters of God. Amen? Amen. Blessed. You're blessed. How are you blessed? Because you're going to be known as the son or daughter of God. Hallelujah. Supernatural. And then again, where we started, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. You're going to be persecuted. 
It's going to happen. What does it say in the scripture, Luke? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them from them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. See, that's where now I'm, Michelle ministers to me, man, we, we can't keep talking about to the young people especially, it's going to be hard, it's going to be bad. No. Listen, it's going to happen. But even if you walk this life and you're not, there's going to be somebody who's not going to be happy with you. You're going to have a problem with people whether you're a Christian or not. But here's what you have with God. Here's what you have with God. You know what? There's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people who talk bad about you. There's going to be some of the suffering that you're going to have to do. But inside of you, when you're following God, that's not going to bother you like it does when you don't have God. Why? Because look at the blessings. Look at the blessings. He's going to give you something on the inside that's supernatural. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'm going to go to verse 11. They're not going to be up on the board, but just, Addie, you could leave those up there, please. In verse 11, it says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Have, have any of you been um, talked about uh, uh, falsely because of Christ? I know people have talked about you bad, but it had nothing to do with Christ. Okay? It says it's, he, see, he says it's going to happen. But look what he says. You're blessed when that happens. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Are, you. are you seeing that? Come on. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. Verse 13. You are, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Is it then good for nothing but to be thrown down and trampled underfoot by men? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Did you, did you get that? Mm-hmm. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Okay. Let's land this thing. Tony, it started off really negative, you know, God, no LGBTQ, it's just men and women. Uh, no uh, intersex relations and blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And again, it's happening. And we're fighting this spiritual battle. And some of us need to go ahead and stand up for our kids and fight this battle for them. And it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. You have to dare to be different even when your kids come home, even when people tell you at work that you're a fanatic, even when people tell you, oh, this is a great movie, you need to go and see it, and you say, nah, have you seen it yet? No, why not? Just not my cup of tea. Uh, you're going to dare to be different. Did you see the game last night? No, why not? Uh, just not my thing. You don't have to get on a soapbox, but if the Holy Spirit leads you, that might be the door that opens, and you may say, well, here's what I think. Use wisdom. But, but are you hearing me? Dare to be different. It's going to cost you something. And so now we go to this Sermon on the Mount. And just that first part. And there's more. There's a lot more. It goes into chapter 7. But when you, my brothers and sisters, but when you see that last part, you are the light of the world. 
you. You are the light of the world. So how in the world, and this is scriptural, how can light mix with darkness? Answer, it can't. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. But my brothers and sisters, being different doesn't mean, again, you point your finger at it. No. Dare to be different means the Beatitudes. Means Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. Amen? Does anybody hear that? Anybody receive that this morning? Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter that we've been Christians for a long time. But here's what does matter. I may not be one who is who has children in my home. And please, uh, don't. I'm not preaching at anybody. I'm just preaching. I'm just teaching. I may, so it may be easy for me to say these things, but there are other things that I need to take care of. But here's things that we need to know. Whether we have kids in our home and we're going to have to fight that battle, or whether we have a job that we have to go to, or whether there's something that we need to do that's going to be a battle for us. We're not in it alone. We're in it together. So let's pray for one another. Let's not tell each other, you should be doing this, but let's say, can I help you do this? Come on. What can, what can we do to help each other? Well, we can pray. And we could do all of these other things, my brothers and sisters. Pray. Have this fellowship. Talk about the Word. Speak the truth in love. Amen? And just be there. Just have empathy. Just mourn. Just, just follow what God has asked us to do. Are, are you there? Okay, stand with me please. I feel like there's, there's something. If anybody feels that with me, there's something. I don't know if it's a, it, it, there's a spiritual wall or something. It, it, I just, it, it was, it was like so subdued. You know, I feel like I should have been a little bit more entertaining or something. You know? but, 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 but listen, I hope, my brothers and sisters, that Holy Spirit will grab a hold of our hearts. Not you, me, us, we. Grab a hold of our hearts. What's got us bogged down? What's got us bogged down? What system, what system are we living according to? Because, listen, if you're His kid, we are now residents and citizens of His kingdom. So which kingdom are we living our life according to right now? Amen? Amen. So let's pray. God, our Father in heaven, we love you. Lord, I said a lot of things. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue to minister to us as we walk and meditate on those things that you've told us. Let us walk this out in our lives. Father, minister to each one of us individually, specifically. Father, where we are with you, where we need to be, give us boldness, Lord, that we would speak the truth and speak it in love. Give us boldness, Lord, that we would make the hard choices even though we know that it's going to cost us. We know that it's going to be uncomfortable. Lord, in those moments, I pray that you would, Holy Spirit, that you would grab hold of our hearts, that you would minister to us, that you would strengthen us. Lord, we have the example of our brother Paul who prayed three times for wherever that was, that thorn in his flesh to be removed. Lord, I don't know 
each and every person that's under the sound of my voice right now, what they're going through or what they will be going through. I don't know what decisions they're going to have to make, but you do. So Lord, just like our brother Paul, we pray and thank you that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So Lord, help us to realize we are weak and help us to be humble before you that we give it to you. Help us, Lord, first to acknowledge and admit where our weaknesses are. Help us to acknowledge and admit them so that your strength could be, be, may, be made perfect in them. So, Lord, as I pray this prayer, Father, I just believing and trusting. Lord, I know that you're going to minister to our hearts. You're going to bring us through. You're going to be walking with us. Lord, bless this body individually. Bless it corporately. Father, those who are listening, bless them. Give them what they need when they need it. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name, believing and trusting in you. Amen? Amen.